0: Welcome to the Bank First Ranger Hour. Supertalk Mississippi 93.7 Spotlight on Northwest Community College. And you can listen to our live stream at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Bank First Ranger Hour. Now, here's your host, Gary Darby.
1: Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the program as we talk to you on a Thursday, November the 9th. Today on the Bank First Ranger Hour, we will discuss some things in the fine arts, and then we're going to get into the world of athletics in the program. And then I'll remind you too of what's coming up at the Heindel Center for the Performing Arts before we're done, and then set in motion the rest of the day here on Super Talk Radio. What we shall do on tomorrow's program between nine and ten, and then exit stage right. But on the program today, our first guest coming up at around nine fifteen will be Jeff Triplett. Jeff has been on the program before. He is the Director of Fine Arts Instruction. And there are several things happening in the concert world and in the fine arts world at Northwest Community College we shall discuss. We'll see what he wants to bring up to the program coming up in a few minutes. When that conversation is done, Sports Information Director Brian Lentz will join the women's soccer team. I know you just heard at the top of the hour about uh, the Pearl River men winning the region and moving on to Tucson. Well, the Northwest women have won and will be ranked as the two seed in the upcoming women's event. Also there, I think it was around 7 this morning. We'll, we'll chat with Brian when the soccer team and Coach Beatty left to go and try and win a national championship in women's soccer. Three Mississippi teams out of 12 will be competing for that event. So we'll do that. We've got Northwest football playing in the playoffs, basketball season has started, there's plenty to get into with Brian on the program today. So Jeff Triplett first Brian Lynch, second, then we'll talk about other things going on at Northwest Community College before we're done. All right, let's let's take the break and get into it. It is the Bank First Northwest Ranger Hour, all things NWCC coming your way and next the Director of Fine Arts Instruction. Jeff Triplett's going to be on with us. We'll finish that discussion and get into all of the sports that are playing. Ranger football, women's soccer, men and women's basketball, Brian Lynch on the second half of the program. It's the Bank first Ranger Hour and Supertalk's home in North Mississippi 93.7.
0: This hour is everything Northwest, your connection to Northwest Mississippi Community College and powered by Bank First. Thanks for joining us on the Bank First Ranger Hour. Join the conversation now by texting 662-426-1093.
1: The Bank First Ranger Hour rolling along on your Thursday. We thank you for being here with us. And coming up in the second portion of the show, Sports Information Director Brian Lentz will join us. All kinds of things happening on the national and state and just getting some seasons started. We'll talk that with Brian. But now we'll bring back our friend from the Fine Arts Department, Jeff Triplett, who uh, will join us and discuss some things. The Director of Fine Arts Instruction is here now. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Gary. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, sir. And I know tis the season, so to speak. I, I Although, Jeff... You know, I'm much with everything, it's always the season in the fine arts department. I get that. But now we're moving into the holidays and we're getting these concerts and things. Brief overview since the last time, if you don't mind, before we get in there, how have things been going in the fine arts portion of the world?
2: Well, things are going just wonderfully. Thank you. Uh, we just, our art department just finished a really important high school, uh, area high school student art show a couple of weeks back. Our theater department just closed the two week run of Sling, the musical, which was a huge success. Uh, they had a uh, live on stage orchestra composed uh, almost entirely of our music students, so it was just extra special and just a wonderful production. And then, uh, kind of rounding out the semester for us, we have our regular music department concerts starting next. Tuesday, November 14th, we've got our jazz bands. We have two different jazz ensembles. They'll both be playing that night. Um, The same week, on Thursday, November 16th, we have our choirs and our uh, a cappella pop ensemble performing for us. And we're going to close out our concert season this fall with our Fine Arts Christmas Spectacular, which will be Thursday, November 30th at 7 p.m. And that will feature choirs, bands, some theater skits, uh, and a big surprise uh, at the end. So I hope people are going to turn out and join us uh, for a wonderful night of Christmas music and a big surprise at the end that promises to be something you will have not seen at a Christmas concert before. So we're really pumped about
1: that. That in the business, my friends, is called a tease. And Mr. Triplett has done a tremendous job of setting that up for you. Let's go. To the first event on the fourteenth, and, and the jazz ensemble, if you don't mind a little bit, what style jazz styles plural will we have in this upcoming event?
2: Our uh, our jazz bands typically do a mix of uh, you know what we would call big band or swing band era music. There's usually a tune or two from each group in that style. Uh, They will often include in, you know, some more modern pop and rock tunes and other more kind of what we might call more serious jazz. So it's always uh, and will be, uh, you know, a mix of a lot of different jazz styles across the decades.
1: And I know as I, you know, read a little bit on the release, there will actually be someone singing alongside the jazz band, which I think is an interesting little twist.
2: Yes, we have. our vocal department has really grown in the last few years, and we have a wonderful new vocal teacher, Ms. Lacey Halley, and so we're, you know, have the opportunity to more easily explore those combinations, which just makes sense. I mean, vocal music is a very important part of the jazz world, and we have some really, really talented student vocalists, so that's going to be a really nice addition that I think we will be continuing in the future.
1: And we, we've talked to the new director of choral activities and and things on the campus, got a great conversation with Alex uh, about a month or so ago. And I know he's probably excited to get kind of his first performance under the belt and, and put his touch on things in the choral world with this coming up on the 16th.
2: Absolutely. Uh, Alex has done a fantastic job. Uh, as uh my position, geographically speaking, in the building affords me the opportunity to hear what's going on in rehearsals all the time. And it's always nice, even when you're not paying attention, you just kind of hear these things. And, uh, he has done just wonderful work with our choirs so far. And, uh, so I've gotten bits and pieces of what we're going to be hearing on the 16th, and it's it's going to be fantastic.
1: How many times are you standing outside some of the doors in the different places of that building and just listening to what's going on?
2: Uh, <laughs> just about daily. Yeah. Uh, I usually leave all of my doors uh, where I'm at open so I can get a glimpse of things, and uh, of course, do often, just walk around and listen. So it's uh, it's a treat.
1: Tell us about that Christmas Spectacular again.
2: Okay, so the Christmas Spectacular, we're going to have the music department and the theater department involved. Uh, the theater department is going to be doing some Christmas-themed skits. And then uh, on the music side, we were, of course, we will have uh, vocal music with our uh, choirs. Two of our different choirs are going to perform. Our pop a cappella ensemble is going to perform uh, we're going to have a couple of smaller uh, instrumental chamber groups that are actually going to provide some music in the lobby as people come uh, to get situated for the evening. So it'll be music from the time you step in the door. And then again, we have, uh, we have a bit of a surprise at the end, which is going to feature another uh, really important school group.
1: And Jeff, if you don't mind, what day is that again?
2: It is Thursday, November 30th at 7 p.m.,
1: Okay. And last message for you on the way out as, uh, as the director there, what would you, what would you like to tell us?
2: Well, we have something else really exciting going on. If uh, thank you for giving me the chance to share this. One of our many programs we have here in addition to music performance and music education, in the music department is our entertainment industry studies program. I think we may have spoken about this briefly uh, a year or so yeah. ago when when I was on your show the first time, um, the program has really grown now that we're in our new Heindel Center for the Performing Arts. We have our wonderful high-tech uh, purpose-built from the ground up recording studio. Well, we got to talking and we thought it's we need a school record label because we need a way to more formally and officially showcase all of our recording projects. So we ran a contest on Facebook for a couple of months and uh, picked the winner, and we made that announcement on uh, Facebook. Dr. Heinel and I did with a little video the school put together last week. And so I just wanted to share with everybody that the school's new record label name is Ranger Records. And so uh, we're excited about that. Starting probably next fall, we're going to be doing a rather lengthy and sizable, very complex recording project, so it will be the first release. Uh, under that label. So we hope to be able to do that release about a year from now.
1: I'm sitting here just kind of shaking my head back and forth and thinking how amazing it is, the growth and everything from a person that was in that Fine Arts Department as a student and then have worked on that campus and and, and continue to be involved throughout, off and on throughout the years, how amazing things are now and what you have, A, with the facility, but with all this technology and things, to know that there's now going to be Ranger records. Jeff, that's that's tremendous.
2: It, it really is, Gary. You know, uh, people that heard uh, the last interview you did with me, you know, you brought up the fact that you and I go way back. We were in the marching band here together, so our, our connections and our personal history goes so far back. And um, in the time I've been here, the changes on this campus, both to the campus and new programs across campus, not just in fine arts. It is just, it's a tremendous time of growth and opportunity. And I tell people with all seriousness, when we give tours of the building, I'm like, they're like, what do you think about this place? I'm like, it's Christmas every day around here. Mm -hmm. And it really is. So we are very fortunate to have the kind of support we have from our board of trustees, from the administration, the public. Uh, And it's just, it is a great time to be here. It's a great time to be a ranger.
1: if there's people listening that want information about fine arts, not necessarily from you, but different things that are going on, is there a way they can get in touch with someone in that building and do so?
2: Yeah, the fastest way would be to start with the fine arts Facebook page. We keep it up to date with all kinds of things, including, of course, our roster of events, but a lot of other things we have going on. We put a lot of information up there that we hope people will enjoy. And uh, outside of that, they can, of course, go to the school website, look at the calendar, and uh, uh, there are lots of contact information, names, and numbers on all of our various Facebook posts. So we're, we're pretty easy to get in touch.
1: Thanks for your time again. I appreciate all the information.
2: Thank you, Gary. I appreciate the opportunity.
1: Jeff Triplett, Director of Fine Arts Instruction. Next, we're going to get into the athletic world with Brian Lentz on the Bank
0: First Ranger. Thanks for listening to the Bank First Ranger Hour, your connection to Northwest Mississippi Community College on Super Talk Mississippi 93.7 and streaming live at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Bank First Ranger Hour.
1: It is the Northwest Ranger Hour, but I do need to give something quickly to our Center Hill Mustang athletic family and I hope you were aware because I just became aware that because of possible weather tomorrow, Neshoba Central moved the playoff game to tonight. It's the only one in the state of Mississippi that I have found at this point. But within our listening area, Center Hill traveling to Neshoba Central in the first round of the Class 6A playoffs tonight at 6 o'clock. So we'll discuss that final score and we'll have other high school things on tomorrow's program. Now let's get into the world of Northwest Community College Athletics with our friend Brian Lance. Good morning, sir.
3: Good morning, Gary. How are you?
1: Good. Uh, you've been involved in those things involving weather and having to move games and things of that nature. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. I understand if it's severe thunderstorms and things like right at the beginning of the season for Northwest and Gulf Coast, you had to do what you had to do. Uh, but we have the the one high school football game going. Mother Nature can affect things along the way, can't she?
3: She sure can, and uh, she has before certainly uh, in pretty much every outdoor sport with Northwest at some point or another. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we all know how February typically goes in the Mid-South, and that's when baseball and softball seem to be the most affected uh, with getting those early season games in due to rain, snow, or a combination of the two. Uh, so yeah, Mother Nature is definitely a, uh, a pretty extreme factor when it comes to those <laughs> scheduling decisions.
1: I was a lot of things going on last Thursday night, and when I pulled up Ranger TV, it was twenty-one to seven, Northeast, and then boom, Rangers score, get the ball back within a minute, boom, tie it up, get it to overtime. And the first things I want to say is. I've known Tyler Springs for a while. Brian, he does a really good job with the play-by-play of Northwest football.
3: He does. Him and Russell Copeland are a phenomenal team uh, together on our broadcast. We've been so blessed to have them this year. And even last year, Tyler's first year doing it when he had Gabe Kuhn, who Mm -hmm. is now the host of uh, the afternoon show on Memphis Sports Talk Radio, and doing well in that gig. So we had to lose him, but we didn't miss a beat picking up Russell as well. But Tyler... His enthusiasm, even when he's on a solo broadcast, is unmatched. I mean, it's just been a great pickup along the way for uh, both Northwest football and in basketball. Does a lot of things at the University of Memphis as well, especially their women's basketball broadcast. And, uh, yeah, he did a great job calling and capturing the emotion of that comeback and the uh, overtime and the two-point conversion that Northeast almost got. But uh, Charles Thomas making that tackle to – Save the win for the Rangers and put them right here in the
0: playoffs
1: uh, this weekend. Yep, 10 straight for Northwest, and Rangers got the ball first, scored. Also, uh, with the extra point, I, I you know, look, I, I, I get you're on the road, and the winner went to the playoffs. You felt you had a good play to call and to get things done uh, defensively. To be over there like Thomas was on an island, I mean, if he doesn't do what he does, Game over, Northwest season is over. The discipline and the coaching that obviously went in showed on that play, and then Thomas making the play, and the rest of the team never giving up either when they were down 21-7. to Just continuing that fight uh, just shows what Benji Parker and that staff have been able to do for a long time now.
3: Look, I've told several people, uh, no matter how the season starts or what bumps in the road Northwest hits, and it's, I think it was a caption of our recap video, you can never count Northwest out when it comes to football, and really a lot of sports in general. But that coach and staff led by Coach Parker, uh, they, they've sent them to the playoffs 10 straight years for a reason. And it's because Northwest, I mean, no matter what, the rest of the conference looks like, the rest of the North Division looks like, whatever adversity they hit, they're going to surpass it. They're going to do what it takes and do what's required of them to get into the postseason. And when their backs are to the wall, Northwest is a very dangerous team. And they've proven that time and time again. And Last week against Northeast was no exception. You know, being behind uh, for pretty much all the first three quarters of that game and being able to come back and not only fourth overtime but to keep northeast off the board uh in the fourth quarter you know after you said you tuned in when it was 21 to 7 and that was right after northwest had cut it to 14 to 7 and the rangers didn't they didn't back down they got two straight touchdowns after that uh scored in the first overtime northeast of course battled through and scored on their first possession of overtime and then they chose to go for two and I if recent history has shown anything when it comes to overtime games in the MACCC, going for two that early, is it usually doesn't bode well. We saw East Mississippi do that a couple years ago in their playoff game against Hines, and it cost them. And it, that was there in scuba. So, I, you know, I was kind of surprised to see Northeast go for two there, and I don't know what was the uh, – I'm not in the mind of anybody on the opposing sideline, but regardless of how it turned out, just an all-time classic – between those two programs and one of those games that a lot of people will talk about for a very long time.
1: Now it's a trip to Wesson. Uh, made several of those trips with some good Colen teams, some really bad Colen teams over time. And I don't know, did we expect, I mean, we, we've we've talked about Gulf Coast, we know about Jones, Pearl River throughout time. All of a sudden, Colen creeps through this thing, gets it a three-way tie, wins the tiebreaker, and wins the South. What can you tell us? about the Wolves. Did they kind of surprise people or do we expect this to be something that could happen?
3: Well, Collin Lynn is one of those teams that uh, you know, they kind of emerge. They're kind of a quiet team down there in the South. And what I mean by that is you in the way you just said it, you know, Gulf Coast and Jones have been in recent history the ones battling for that South Division title, but Collin Lynn has always kind of been Lurking in the shadows as well as Hines in recent years. And Colin, I think what really sparked them was that win early in the year against East Mississippi uh, that opened the season. And since then, they've just kind of been on a roll. They find ways to win. Um, they've got uh, some great talent there. I know Coach Parker uh, was quoted by Juco Weekly previewing that game uh, for this weekend. Colin's just one of those teams that. They're gritty. They're tough. They're going to find ways to win. They may not be the flashiest team that you would see uh, in this conference, but they've got that determination, and they're very well coached. Coach uh, Glenn Davis has uh, been there for a while down there at Colin and he's done a heck of a job. And getting the Wolves back not only to the South Division title, but they're now number four in the nation entering this game. Northwest now moving up to number 10. So it's another – uh, ranked nationally ranked matchup that could have some uh, further playoff in uh, some further playoff implications uh, beyond the MACCC. So we'll see how this plays out on Saturday.
1: So, so with that being said, the other two teams have already played one another. Gulf Coast East Mississippi, right? Gulf Coast won handily in that matchup, which was also at Scuba. Tell us a little bit and how you might think that one may play out.
3: Well, uh, EMCC and uh, Gulf Coast—they're one. They're they're those teams that you know they started out very strong at the start of the year and hit some uh, speed bumps along the way. Of course, we mentioned East Mississippi losing the Coe uh early in the season. They and as you mentioned, lost forty-two to seventeen to Gulf Coast at the end of September, and then Gulf Coast—you know—that was the time where Gulf Coast was rolling, and everybody kind of thought that Gulf Coast would be one of those teams that may be in the. Uh, upper echelon of the national rankings and then they hit some speed bumps you know they went out and lost to uh, a couple of teams in the south division and that kind of created this three-way tie which how crazy is that that you have a team like jones who can technically claim a (laughs) co-championship in the south division but they don't make the postseason like that's just that's just one of the wild wacky things that we see in juco athletics but Concerning this game with EMCC and Gulf Coast, it's going to be one of those knockdown, dragout drag-out brawls. Um, It it always is when you play East Mississippi, no matter who you are, and the same rings true for Gulf Coast. And I I think that one is really a toss-up. There's something to be said for playing a team twice in the same season. It's hard to beat a team twice in the same season, so East Mississippi has that to look forward to. But at the same time, Gulf Coast is just um, they're going to come to scuba ready to play coach Wright's going to have them ready and it's going to be one of those games that'll be uh premier viewing that's for sure
1: that is the battle of the two teams that beat northwest this season northwest takes on colin what time do we kick that game off on saturday
3: well saturday's game with colin will kick off at 2 p.m from stone stadium in Weston, and we will have that broadcast set up on ranger tv as usual we will also have that on action news 5 plus for those in this uh listening market and viewing area um i don't know yet if we'll be on uh our friends ellington broadcasting in the mississippi delta they typically have delta state that they simulcast on saturdays uh haven't heard anything from them but you regardless of where you're at anywhere in the world you can literally watch on ranger tv by visiting nwccrangers.com forward slash watch uh kickoff at two pregame will begin at one thirty, and uh it'll be a good game it'll be a good game
1: brian Lynch, sports information director at northwest on with us we're going to move him into another sport that some call football some call soccer uh the head coach would i would assume coach Beatty would call it Uh, football along the way more than than soccer but what a historic season for the Northwest women's soccer team Brian they have been amazing all year long
3: they have and you know I feel like the past three years we've been talking about how uh, historic of a season that it's been for the women's soccer team and it's been true you know take you back to two years ago they won 15 matches and fell in the uh, region 23 tournament semifinals but at the time, the 15 wins were the most in a single season by the Lady Rangers. They matched that win total last year and were able to get an at-large bid into the national tournament in which they made the semifinals, losing to Phoenix College out there in Tucson, their first national tournament bid ever. And then this year, they just totally surpassed it. 20-1 and 1 is their record this season. And uh, they finally win the Region 23 title and then get an automatic bid to Tucson. So back-to-back seasons as they get to go to the national tournament after never making it in the program's history before. Uh, where they are now, they are 112 goals scored on the season, which is tied for third in the nation. And the four goals that they've given up all year long is uh, – Second least amount allowed by any team. Uh, There's one team that's not in the national tournament that is that is allowed less than that. But think about that for a second. That's crazy. You score, you outscore your opponents 112 to (laughs) four. Like that's, I I feel like regardless of how good you are in soccer, that's almost unheard of. Well, and Brian
1: Brian Jones (laughs) scored Jones scored three of those in one game.
3: You're right. You're exactly right. And I'm sure that's a game that Coach Petey and his staff would like to forget. But it all worked out in the end in getting that uh, region title. And they're actually paired with Jones on this side of the bracket. So the way it plays out, for those who are unaware, uh, soccer, when you get to the national tournament, is divided into four three-team pools. It's kind of like an international World Cup-style play that you get there. And the winner of these pools, because you're guaranteed two matches, the winner of each of these four pools will advance to the semifinals. So what Northwest has uh, coming up, starting on Sunday, actually, is they will play Rock Valley College out of Illinois. Uh, That's going to be at 1.30 p.m. Central Time and then on Tuesday they will face Johnson County Kansas at 1:30 p.m. central time. Both of those will be on the NJCA network. Uh we have a link to that on our website. It will be a pay-per-view broadcast, so you probably will have to bring out the wallet uh for I think a turn I think they do offer a tournament pass though. So it's not usually a whole lot of money, but that's where when you get to the national stage that's sure. where you start having to pay for the on there but uh should northwest win this pool that they have jones college is in pool d and they have a couple of teams as well and of course holmes community college yeah. don't forget about them they also the same three teams from mississippi that made the semifinals last year are all back out there in arizona once again and i think that speaks to the testament of how tough the maccc has become as a women's soccer conference
1: Brian, let's get into some basketball. We had Coach Lateral Williams on with us last week. His program off to a good beginning.
3: Oh yes, absolutely. Getting those two wins, and I got to speak about the crowd on Monday night. I think I mentioned this in the men's basketball recap, but uh, for those who are recently or recent followers to Northwest Athletics, uh, you've seen in the past couple of years where uh, the women's The women's and men's teams have been split. You've seen the women. If they're at home, the men are on the road and vice versa. Well, that was a COVID scheduling thing that carried over into last year. But before then, uh, Gary, you probably remember these as well. You used to play those basketball doubleheaders. Yeah. And you would have the women first, the men second. And we're finally back to that this season. And I think it's made a big difference for our crowd. We had our first one Monday against Dyersburg State, and of course, Coach Williams and his team pulled out a great victory against Dyersburg State, and then the men's game was just an absolute dunk fest, and I know we were probably (laughs) going to transition into the men's in a moment, but it was just a really good atmosphere. Uh, Our home crowd was in it from the start, people were on their feet, they had the little thunder sticks going behind the uh, visiting basket, Uh, the mascot, Danger, was getting the crowd hyped. It was probably the loudest I've heard Howard Coliseum in about five or six years. So I'm hoping the home crowd will be able to carry that over into other games we have this season. Um, The men will play tonight at six against Arkansas State Mid-South on Ranger TV. So if you can come to Howard Coliseum, we'd certainly love to have you there. And it is only one game today, but you'll see a lot more of those women's and men's basketball doubleheaders as we go throughout the season. And, I mean, the crowd, the energy, when Howard Coliseum is packed and you've got the energy going, it's one of the toughest places to play in the MACCC, and I hope we can continue that as we go through this season.
1: Coach Oakley and the guys 1-2 lost a a close one, uh, 92-88 to National Park College, lost to this Arkansas State Mid-South team 72-61 on the the 4th of this month. Got the Dyersburg State win, ninety-five, eighty-three on Monday. As Brian just said, six o'clock tonight against Arkansas State Mid-South at Howard Coliseum. The women, two and zero. They'll be traveling to Arkansas State Mid-South in West Memphis, Arkansas, for the Greyhound Classic tomorrow at seven and Saturday at two. Have you cloned yourself to be at all of these events? <laughs>
3: Oh Lord, if I, if I had, I don't think I'd be working at Northwest because uh, I'd be a very rich man and probably could retire somewhere <laughs> in Jamaica, you know, <laughs> along the way. But, uh, no, it's still going to be a good crowd. I don't know if the Saturday game will be streamed at ASU Mid South, uh, since we're not playing the Greyhounds on Saturday, but we will still have, of course, full recap and stats and everything on NWCCRangers.com. In fact, you can go look at stats from the first couple games for women's and men's basketball as well. And if you just want to take a look at football stats or uh, check my numbers on women's soccer to see it for yourself with those stats, those are all online as well, too.
1: You're the best, my friend. Enjoy what is going to be a busy, again, weekend for you and and Mr. Brian Oakley. Y'all have some fun with it.
3: All right, appreciate it, Gary.
1: Thank you. Brian Lentz with us from the Sports Information Department, the leader there. All kinds of things happening. Basketball for the men tonight in Centerville, The women Friday, and they're in West Memphis, Arkansas. Uh, soccer for the women out on the way to Tucson for the national tournament. And then you've got football on Saturday down in Wesson against Colin and the first round of the state football playoffs. Winner will advance to get the winner of Gulf Coast East Mississippi. And we'll update you on all of those things Friday as well as we take a break, come back, wrap up this Ranger Hour, and get you set up for tomorrow's program. Hold on.
0: We're talking Rangers this hour. Thanks for joining us for the Bank First Ranger Hour. It's a special conversation about Northwest Community College. There's a campus near you. And you can join the conversation by texting to 662-426-1093. Any and every
1: show, that text message line is open. 426-1093 is how you can do it. You can follow me on Twitter at GDARP65 and the Facebook page, North Mississippi Spotlight with Gary Darby. Thank you to our two guests for the day. Jeff Triplett, Director of Fine Arts Instruction, discussing uh, the Jazz Band Concert, which comes up on the 14th. We have choirs that will be singing on the 16th, the big December event coming up as well, and all kinds of things happening in the Heindel Center. You can go to northwestms.edu, where you can see the releases and the stories of all the things and those concerts we're discussing, or heindelcenter.org for what's still to go in the month of November and December at the Heindel Center for the Performing Arts. So all of those things happening. And then Brian Lentz, our Sports Information Director, who, kind enough to join us to talk about all of those things in the sports world, where you can follow, as he said, at nwccrangers.com. That's going to wrap things up for old GDARP. We'll come back a little bit after 9.06 in the a.m. tomorrow with a Roberts-Wilson PA high school sports hour thanks to bank first for helping make this go around and northwest community college for being so kind giving us all of the guests and the topics to discuss every thursday enjoy so long